Hello everyone and welcome back to the Entertaining Minds Complicated People. My name is Marcus and today I am joined by your host David and Harry. Hello. Hello there. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about Nintendo's next console and an up anime. So, without further ado, let's get into our first topic of today. So, today's first topic is the PS5 DualSense Drift. So, just to um, just to like point this out, a fair few weeks ago we reported on the Joy-Con Drift. Um, but unfortunately, due to time constraints, that ended up getting cut from the final product. So, um, a while back we talked about the fact that the Nintendo are being investigated for Joy-Con drift. So, their Joy-Cons are sort of broken, and their the joysticks, you know, are causing uh, drift. And it's the same thing that's happening, it's the same thing that's happening with the PS5 and the joysticks. So... What is drifting? For those who don't know, um, it's the movement from the analog stick, which happens with no action from the user. And this is usually caused by dust, debris, and occasionally uh, some malfunctions. And so all it really is, is it's the input on the analog stick. The console is reading it as if you're moving it, when in fact you're not, because something is um, sending that message. So what what's happened? So the drift was apparently uh, experienced by pre-release testers, and um, the a law firm has filed a class action lawsuit against Sony. So I'm not even going to attempt to say the name of the law firm because I know I will mess it up, but. It, as a class action lawsuit, any US citizen who's been affected can add their evidence to the claim. And the case states that the problem significantly interferes with gameplay and thus compromises the DualSense controller's core functionality. Sony's action was fraudulent, deceptive, unlawful, and unfair. This is as reported on by PC Gamer. So I'm going to start this off and just say. I have had like I haven't had any issues with it so far because I've uh, I've recently just got my PS5. Um, I've not experienced this with the PS5 controller, but I've only had it for a week or so. Um, and people kept saying as well that there was issues with the PS4 controller drifting. Yeah, I've had my controller since um, since the original uh, PS4, so the first design, so pretty much launch. So I've had that for maybe six years, and that's still working fine with no drift. People were complaining about the Joy-Cons, and I haven't had Joy-Con drift. So I don't know whether this is just me getting lucky, or whether the DualSense will finally break that lucky streak. It uh, It's just you. Um, I have an Xbox, I have a PlayStation, I have the Nintendo Switch, and uh, it seems that all three console controllers uh, and Joy-Cons um, will drift but that's just down to debris and you know dust um so you just have to clear that um so i'm guessing you either just clear it uh, clear it clean it um uh efficiently uh or you just um you just don't use it as much so that you so there's just no dust that i 
the dust thing kind of gets me because that makes no sense at like whatsoever like yeah because you've had it since launch right and you've had no experience with drift that's just weird yeah i've had mine i've had mine since launch i've i've had to just clean it a couple times which will stop drift but i don't understand your how you're not going to get it that makes no sense yeah and so on the lawsuit um this is i i would have to um double check this but i do believe this is the same law firm that brought up the issue of the joy-con drift so it seems that they have some expertise in this area or they just like suing people um, is this uh is this coming like is this coming from like the controllers are being are drifting off the bat like they're they've been unboxed they've been as soon as they've been unboxed they're putting them into work and it's boom instantly drifting or is it that it's just come up to a couple weeks because if it's a couple weeks then that's definitely dust but if it's off the bat then that's got that's down to um the hard wiring inside the controller yeah and that's that's what's unclear for me um currently i don't know whether this is anything but even if it's a couple weeks it's still i don't think there shouldn't be enough dust or anything inside the controller to cause drift but i just don't know how the controllers can be drifting already i haven't seen any figures on this so i don't know how many people are affected and when i do see the figures then i can probably um i could probably make a fair judgment on it but currently i can't i haven't um found any figures that support um what they're saying but i'm sure obviously as this is the class action lawsuit they will have to bring this up in court so um this is something i'm going to be watching very intently but the the ps5 controller i i don't see how i i don't see how it can be broken already but that's just me I think that's just me. Um, Harry, what are your opinions on the um, PS5 controller drift? Yeah, it if it's the if it's from launch and it's immediately out the box like that, that's really bad. But considering it's not happened to you, and it if because they're made to the same spec all round, it wouldn't be that. So it would be the dust, which means it would be another fault at them. But maybe maybe too much of rigorous testing from those people to try and find a fault could be another reason. I don't think that dust should be put onto their fault. No. Because it could just I... be them just, like, you know, constantly trying to find something wrong. You always find it. But they found it with the with the Nintendo Switch, so... Now, so, so David says about um, the fact that you know, we shouldn't put it down to Sony um, with with the, the the dust. Now, I I partially agree and I partially disagree because um, there should be adequate um, sort of padding or whatnot around sort of the controller to stop to stop dust getting in or significantly reduce the chance of dust getting in. Um, I mean, obviously, if you've got a dusty house and stuff and you don't clean your house whenever, then, of course, it's going to build up dust quicker. So in that sense, yes, you know, it is the consumer's fault. But at the same time, it shouldn't be happening like it is. And 
I, um, when Harry made an interesting point about the, about it, and so, yes, it could just be that um, some of them are coming out broken, but I reckon it could be a particular batch of controllers that have been shipped and are all broken. So, you know how, like, they all ship these out in batches? Like, it could only be a couple different batches that have been effective, and so they might just end up recalling them. But it so, could be a wider spread issue. Yeah, would you really call for a class action lawsuit if it was just one particular batch? I don't think that they would. No, they wouldn't. But that's the thing. I'm So I'm genuinely confused as to where this has come from. I mean, the PlayStation 5 has been out for, what, since November, so November, December, yeah. January, February, March, February. It's February. Wow. Yeah. What's like yeah, four months? It's been out for like four months, like nearly five. Yeah. Uh, there's been no talk of any problem with this. Um, so this is just, this, it seems like it could be one batch and they're just trying to dig at Sony because obviously it's a big company. They could have a lot of money there, but. I don't know. Yeah, we'll just have to wait, I guess. And really, it depends on the severity of the um of the drift. Because if it's like just out of nowhere, just turning you directly right or directly left, like it's a hard turn, then that's terrible. But if it's like slightly left or slightly right, then that's just a controller. Like that's just gonna happen. Yeah, it's. I I mean, if. I, the class action lawsuit came out of nowhere because if we had had never heard complaints before and so I only found out about it through this lawsuit. So I don't know whether they're just doing it to raise awareness of the issue, but then you wouldn't be filing a class action lawsuit. But I don't know. I I I'm gonna I'm really gonna be interested and uh we'll definitely keep everyone updated on this and how it goes. So, speaking of the PS5, as I have previously mentioned, I have just got my PS5. And so, now I am going to do a quick review of the PlayStation 5. So, we've just been talking about the controllers, so let me start off on that first. The PS5 controller, a lot of people have drawn comparisons to the Xbox controller. I really... Um, what whoever's saying that it is basically an Xbox controller is completely wrong. Because me being the nerd that I am has taken the PS4 DualShock 4 controller and placed it against the DualSense and the the joysticks, the analog sticks, are both the same length apart as they were on the uh on the DualShock 4. So that there with the Oh, it's uh, in one opinion. Yeah, that's no issue. The analog sticks are in the same place as they have always been. Uh, so that is not an issue. So just anyone that says it's an issue is lying. Um, and yeah, I'm calling out people on that. Then we have the we we have the um handles. So the handles are quite interesting as they are, I think, the main difference between controllers. And uh, it sort of, it pushes your hands a little bit further out than the DualShock 4 does. 
but it feels quite unnatural at first but then when you kind of get used to it and used to sitting your hands on it it's really not that bad at all um it's it's really comfortable when when you you start to get used to it i mean i i would say the dualshock 4 is probably more comfortable um at the moment but i think the dual sense sits in your hand better it's hard to explain um like it definitely sits better in your hand it just sits better because i used to have an issue where um some of my like knuckles used to grind against the controller probably only just me but it, it did quite hurt when i've been playing uh games all day but this doesn't seem to happen anymore which is quite nice and so moving on to other aspects of the controller the DualSense has a built-in microphone which is something that a lot of people are quite worried about also excited about so one thing that's really interesting is you can actually go into the settings on the console and then turn off the microphone well not turn off auto mute the microphone so when you open up the console you have to unmute the microphone as opposed to needing to mute it every time. That means you don't go into like you don't go into a game and then start swearing at your teammates, realizing that you've forgotten to mute your controller. Um, it's all happened. We've we've all done it. Um, then one thing that I quite like as well is the microphone has the mute button on the controller, which is something that the DualSense at uh, DualShock Four didn't have, and that is something that's really handy for me because i don't have a button on my microphone so i used to have to go into the settings and then i had to like mute microphone and it just took ages because the ps the ps4 loading times are really shocking compared to the playstation 5 but we'll get into that in a bit and if you hold down the microphone button then it starts blinking and it mutes all audio coming from the uh from the console as well so instead of having to like mute your TV or something, if someone walks in and you just need to mute for a couple of seconds, hold down the button, boom, everything's muted. Your microphone's muted, the TV's muted, perfect. Then we have the adaptive triggers, which are beautiful. So at first, um, for example, the PlayStation 5 version of Rainbow Six Siege, I think has really made use of this. So every different weapon, has a different point on the trigger and so what i mean by that is that you can pull you pull back on the trigger and it won't fire until like you start to feel some resistance and we'll call that like a barrier i guess and if you break that barrier that's when the that's when you'll start firing in game you have to like push down hard and break that barrier and each different gun has a different barrier and different sort of resistance. And so it's really interesting to feel the gameplay. Fortnite also does this, although you can turn it off in the Fortnite settings. So if you don't want adaptive triggers, then you can turn that off. I currently don't know if there is a way to turn off adaptive triggers completely. So if you're not a fan of adaptive triggers and you have a DualShock 4 controller, I would recommend still using your DualShock 4, but then you won't get the full PlayStation 5 experience. Um, and yeah. Also, there's no light bar on the back of the controller. Around the touchpad, yes, it still has a touchpad. Um, around the touchpad, there is a light bar, but it's not the same as the light bar on the back of the DualShock 4. 
So if you have PSVR, do not, and I repeat, do not get rid of your DualShock 4, otherwise you will not be able to use PSVR on PlayStation 5. Because the light bar is required to use controllers. So if you have PSVR, just keep keep your DualShock 4. Also, the um, PlayStation 4, the PSVR camera, you need that as well. And you can also order a free uh, adapter for the PS5 from Sony. So they're giving you a free, free thing there. So that's the controller. So before I go on to the console, is there anything you guys want to ask me about the controller? What do you say to the claims that it's only got 417 hours of life, uh, lifetime? What? As in battery life or just total life? Uh, total stability. Like, I mean, there's... It's, I read in an article... Sorry, I read in an article that it... Because it uses the same uh, sticks and thumb pads as the... Um, as the Xbox and uh, Nintendo Switch, it's that that's where all the all the problems are coming from, and they'd expect um, this brand new console to come out with a brand new uh, controller with brand new technology, but it isn't. So it's got the same lifetime as all basic controllers and um, um, Joy Cons from the old generation. What do you say to that? <laughs> I would say um, I haven't played with the controller for over 400 hours. Um, so far, so good. So far, so sturdy. Um, I mean, just I think the adaptive triggers, I have no idea how that's going to um, work in sort of the future. But I think eventually there might start to be wear and tear problems um, because of the adaptive triggers, because you have to push mm. hard um, on them. And it's like on Miles Morales, for example, you're swinging through New York, but like when you're starting off, you have to push harder on the triggers um, before it will shoot the web. And then, you know, when you're flying through the air, it sort of loosens the, it, it brings down the resistance. It Like it brings down the resistance when you're flying through the air because you're not having as much, you know, you don't need as much resistance when you're trying to fire your webs. And it's the same with um, Destruction All-Stars. Um, that, when you start off, you have to push harder down the triggers before you'll set off. But then when you start driving, it sort of relaxes on the controller. So, as if you, you were in real life. So, I, I think it's a really good thing. But, to your point, I have I can't comment. I really have no idea because I haven't played with it for that long. And I doubt anyone actually has. Fair enough, fair enough. So, on to the console then. <clears throat> the PlayStation 5 is beautiful when it comes to the gameplay, the graphics, the feel, the general feel of the console. So, I'm going to go into the UI first. Uh, first. So, the UI, the user interface, is lovely. It is so much more user-friendly than the PlayStation 4. Um, all your information stuff is in one place. It's so easy on the eyes, um, and it is just amazing. So when you're in-game, 
you can press the PS button once and instead of taking you to the home screen, it will bring up a little pop-up bar at the bottom and this also happens in the um, in the main menu as well. And it brings up the pop-up at the bottom and so you can like access your friends list and stuff without even having to go out of your game. Which is really, really, really handy. And so that itself, while not anything you know sort of groundbreaking it is just such an improvement and with the ps4 if you hold down the ps button it'll bring up a sidebar which is what which is the equivalent of what the ps5 does with the um bar along the bottom the bar along the bottom is so much more useful than the sidebar of the playstation 4 and so if you want to go back to your home menu, you can either click once and then scroll over to home, or you can just hold the PS button down and it'll bring you straight to the home menu. Um, now, streaming. I like to stream uh, from time to time. And streaming on the PS5 is so, so, so much better than, uh, than the PlayStation 4. You can open up menus. Um, you can't open up the main menu. But you can open up the um, bar on the bottom and it will not put you into like a loading screen on your stream. Like your people on your stream cannot see that bar and you can interact with it. And so it's so useful. And when when like viewer figures and comments used to pop up on screen, you'd either have to have that really janky um, sort of picture thing like you'd have the the chat on the side they it doesn't work like that anymore you can't have that but you can have it pop up in the bottom of your screen but the uh the viewers on twitch or youtube cannot see it only you can see it so that is something that is a major improvement um you can listen to spotify while you stream i don't know why this was a thing on playstation 4 but on the PS4, you could not listen to Spotify while you stream. It would just... I don't know why, but that was a thing. And yeah, that was a thing. Uh, so yeah, again, another little tiny thing, but all adds up to sort of major improvements to the uh, console. And then another thing as well, if you go into the menu, um, the little bottom menu again, I'm just going to call it the PlayStation menu because you got the home screen, but this is just just for ease menu. So you got the PlayStation menu at the bottom of your screen and you have a little hub for your broadcast. You click square, you pause the broadcast. It has a beautiful new loading screen that is so much more dynamic than the old blue block. It's so much better. And you pause your broadcast and then you can unpause it whenever you want. It is beautiful. It is amazing. It is next-gen streaming. Although you still can't use OBS with uh, console. Don't know why I ever thought that would be a thing, but I was just secretly hoping you'd uh, you'd be able to use it. The lack of customization for like um, loading screens and stuff on Twitch, um, that's just a personal pet peeve of mine, but I'm not going to go into that. That's not got anything to do with Sony. That's all Twitch, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah, it is. It's just like I wish when the pause thing came up, you could set your own loading screen. 
And so when you pause your broadcast, it has your own loading screen instead of the standard PlayStation one. So you can have yeah. like a customized one saying, be right back. Which is really why I think uh, OBS um, should start, that the developers of OBS should start talking with Microsoft and Sony um, to implement that into their uh, streaming um, capabilities for the consoles because genuinely it would be so so good if they could uh, implement that in their like especially with their next gen consoles I mean this is something I think we were waiting for and expecting with the last consoles so this would be that'd be, that'd be great if they could implement that yeah I mean the only way you can use OBS with a console at the moment is through using a capture card <clears throat> but capture cards are like a hundred pound and they're, they're, like, they're really expensive for what you really want them to do. If you earn money through streaming and you want to make the best quality stream from a console, by all means. But when you're just starting out, £100 is a lot to be spending. Um, so yeah. Now, on to games. Games on the PS5 are absolutely beautiful, but I have a really nitpick. I, I really need to nitpick with them. So, so the different modes you've got for, like, Miles Morales is you got Fidelity, which is, and I quote, 30 frames per second mode with graphical features like ray tracing, enhanced lighting, additional VFX, temporal techniques provide an extra high-quality picture from a 4K resolution base. This is the default. So 30 FPS is the default for a PlayStation 5 game. Now, I know you get to choose, but 30 FPS is Switch frames. These are things that you get on a Nintendo Switch. I do not expect a game on PlayStation 5 to be running at 30 FPS. Then you have performance. This is a 60 frame per second mode without graphical features like ray tracing, enhanced lighting, and additional VFX. And then um, 4K picture from lower resolution base. Why? Does performance mode run at 60 FPS but have no graphical features whatsoever? It's stupid. I mean, I know this has all got to do with processing and um, the way it has to work, but it's embarrassing that a 30 FPS game has all the next-gen stuff, but if you want it to run at, at frames that any other game would run at, at 60 FPS, you have to sacrifice all the next-gen features. Then the last mode is performance ray tracing, which is an alternate version of the 60 FPS um, performance mode, but it adds ray tracing by adjusting the screen scene resolution, the reflection quality, and pedestrian density. So they just remove assets to make it run smoother. But I mean, I'm happy with that because I use performance ray tracing because ray tracing is next gen i'm not sacrificing it there's no way am i sacrificing ray tracing um so yeah that's one of my really big nitpicks just really really big nitpicks but when it comes down to games themselves um spider-man mars morales is the next gen game it is the, it is what playstation 5 is all about also speaking of playstation games playstation exclusive games um Astro's Playroom, if you have never played any of the Astro games, I mean, just please, please, you owe it to yourself to play Astro's Playroom on PlayStation 5. 
Astro has always been about showcasing what a particular product can do. PS4 had Astro's Playroom, where you had um, where it used the camera, the uh, PlayStation camera, to show you what that was all about. Then you have the Astro's Bot Rescue Mission. Astro's Bot Rescue Mission is all about how um, is all about the VR headset and how the VR works. And Astro's Playroom PS5 is all about the DualSense controller. You owe it to yourself to for the amazing features that, that this controller offers. And it is an underrated game. I will and I will come back to that later on in the episode. So just gaming in general, the graphics are fluid, load times are seamless. Like it is unbelievable the the loading times on the PlayStation 5. It's it is genuinely unreal compared to the, the PS4. It's amazing. And I just really can't wait to see what else they produce for this beautiful console. Um, yeah, it's it's a great console. So, uh, do you two have any questions? Seems like it's a good uh, good console. Um, as expected, you know, a lot of people were hyping this console up a lot. So uh, that that's that's a given. And uh, yeah, I mean, it seems seems just pretty good with one or two minor. Problems, of course, with the performance mode on the Miles Morales Spider-Man game. Um, but apart from that, it seems uh, seems like a very good console. Yeah, it it genuinely is. It is it is next gen, and it you you cannot appreciate the detail enough until you see Sackboy. Um, so so Sackboy, for the people that don't know, is um is a character from Little Big Planet and on PS4 um I thought that was like amazing but when you see the detail from PS4 to PS5 it is genuinely mind blowing and at this rate we'll have uh we'll have holographic games by the PlayStation 7 uh but yeah it's going to be great that is my PlayStation 5 review and if you have any opinions on the PlayStation 5, want to ask any PlayStation 5 questions, uh, PlayStation 5 related questions, please do put them in the comments in YouTube um, or just shoot us a message via our email, which we will link in the description of today's episode. Um, and I will happily answer any of the queries you've got. Um, so if you want to know things before you buy it, by all means. So, Nintendo's next console, Shintaro Furukawa, discussed plans for a new hardware after the Switch in an interview. And he believes that the Switch that was released in 2017 still has a lot of time left and likely won't be replaced anytime soon. In a quote, he said, In order to create a single piece of hardware, we have to do a lot of preparation several years in advance, so we're working without stopping. And uh, he suggested that the life cycle of the Switch can still be extended, potentially hinting at a second Switch, which we reported on a couple weeks ago, the Aula, or maybe a longer wait for Nintendo's next console. Um, I I apologize if I butchered the name, um, just putting it out there, but this is as reported on by GameSpot. I mean, I don't know whether they're talking about the Nintendo Aula or whether they're talking about an entirely different console. But 
I would love to see what Nintendo can make and what they can create because Nintendo have some of the most creative minds in the business. I mean, you have Sony and then you have Nintendo. Sony are great for their first party games, but Nintendo takes it to a whole nother level because their console is designed around their own games. Like, it's Nintendo are the kings of in-house development sort of their own ips they own pretty much all of the ips for everything that's on their console i mean you got the odd one or two games like doom which is one of the very few 18 rated games that is actually on the nintendo switch but they're more of a family friendly console and sony and microsoft all push their stuff out i i really can't wait to see what their plans are for a future console um but they haven't really given us very much to work with but then it's only been four years since they released the Nintendo Switch, so we'll have to just wait and see like we did with the PlayStation 5. Uh, Harry, opinions? Yeah, I, I'm really excited for that, for what they, they're going to do. It seems as though, because it was very late into the development of the Switch that they actually announced it, so we've still got a long time. As you said, the the in-house, like, in-house development of their own games is, they're, they're the kings of it will say sony with they're good at making games for their console but it they that does suffer thanks to their controller and all that and what they do but then yeah nintendo are brilliant they've been doing it for how many years now more than i've been alive well duh i don't know they've been doing it for a long time though i think it's about 35 years i think yeah it's it they've been They've been making games and consoles for a long time, so they they know what they're doing, and I guarantee they'll they'll do well, at least better than the Wii U. Nintendo, you can't <laughs> go wrong. Um, with a yeah, good uh, good consoles. Uh, they've had a couple mishaps with the 3DS and the uh, Wii U, but apart from that, pretty consistent. The new console would be. I don't even know that they need to drop a new console. Maybe if they just add like kind of like little updates to the Nintendo nintendo switch like that'd be cool i don't I, I don't see what other design you can really do for console especially a handheld one like they've been going at currently but it'd be interesting to see i mean it, it's going to be interesting it's certainly going to be interesting and i wish nintendo the best of luck because let's be honest i'm probably going to buy the next console so we're going to be moving on to a break now and after the break we're going to be talking about an up anime we will see you after the break. And we are back after that short break, and now we are going to be moving on to the Up anime. It's an Up remix, which is a 90 second anime style remix, and this is made, uh, this has been made by, um, by Pixar themselves, and apparently, according to Cinema Blends, they have recently released, they previously released a 16-bit video game style Wally, and um, you know there are potentially more remixes on the way. So the other anime, um, I think we've all watched it over on our end, and it is brilliant. It is actually, um, it's <laughs> I love it. I, I I think it's great. The the music, the style it's done in credit to the pixar animators really i love it and it's brilliant and i can't wait to see what they do next 
and maybe they could um put them as a collection of short films or something maybe make them maybe make a longer up remix a longer 18 uh sorry 16 bit wally video game uh style video make them maybe five minutes long and then put them into a collection of uh short films because um you know there is a market for short films and i've been recently watching some of pixar's first short films and um it's not it's not absolutely impressive by today's standards but for what it was then it was amazing and see how far um they've come is quite interesting anyway um david what do you think about this up anime um well when i first watched it i was actually a little bit confused because it stopped play it started playing um the beginning and i thought oh this is going to be the intro to it and it's just going to show like little little clips of what to um expect from it because i didn't know it was going to be the full movie just cut down and sort of reanimated i thought it was going to be like a trailer sort of thing for an actual anime um and then i think about 20 seconds in i realized this is getting pretty far for a um for a little for like trailer i looked at the time and it was like this is a minute long trailer and it's like already gotten halfway through the story so yeah i'm an idiot um but the animation in this very uh sort of uh, if you've watched naruto or um dragon ball z very much um uh taking from their their sort of respective um styles but also a i think a few weeks before or maybe a few days before they did a wally little 16 bit um uh, style video like the uh, up video and that was really special that looked really good um i enjoyed that i think if they i think these are really in, uh, entertaining to be honest um didn't think i'd enjoy the up or uh wally video as much as i did i mean it, it was it made me really want to go back and watch these movies um i haven't watched i think up since i was a little kid um and watching that watching that little one minute trailer one minute um movie if you will um of the of the up film re reanimated in this style which i'm super totally for like I, if we could do every movie like this i mean there's a bit in it um where i can't remember the name of the characters for my life but old white hair versus old other white hair taller one with the dogs dogs plural um where they're fighting they're having like this epic battle and then like before after they power up and they go like super saiyan <laughs> they stop and then they like like reach for their back because it starts to hurt that was that was amazing um so yeah i think I, these are interesting i'd love to see what other ones they come up with um wonder if they're gonna stick with the anime style or if they're gonna switch out for a you know for other animation styles which would be interesting uh to see um yeah that'd be cool i guess yeah um i mean can i just say though the compositions like the the music that goes along with these both the up and the wally uh remix are something really um it's really lovely like 
it's just the amount of effort they put in to a one two minute video is insane i mean i know they're pixar and they haven't really had a bad movie i mean i think the first dud first actual bad um like commercially um pixar film was the good dinosaur i believe that didn't do so well but pixar keep breaking their own records like um i believe back in the day in the day um toy story was like the highest grossing animated film well it was one of the first it was the first um fully cgi um first computer generated movie full feature length and then they broke a record and then with monsters inc they broke a record and with finding nemo they broke their own record again i believe and they kept breaking their own records it's kind of it's kind of cool actually um, but i i would love to see extended versions of these um maybe an entire remake i mean i am against disney uh live action remakes but if they remade the entire movie in a different style um maybe even if it was just a 30 minute clip i wouldn't really mind i would i would be down for that and i hope they do do more of these i guess that is the end of today's episode so um as david said um if you would like to go watch any of us uh, if you'd like to watch us play uh apex together occasionally don't really have a, uh, a schedule we don't really um do it at specific times just when we have <laughs> when we find the time in our very 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 busy schedule but we do play um, some Apex sometimes over on my channel. Uh, so it's at twitch.tv forward slash plexarc. Um, and so yeah, if you'd like to go find that, you can find the link in the description of today's episode. Um, also, just before we move on, one thing I have noticed is that um, on certain platforms, the links are not showing up as intended. So um, I do apologize for that and I will try to fix that in uh, future episodes and I'll be adding the links properly instead of trying to embed them because it just doesn't carry over to places like um, Apple and I don't know about Spotify but I just don't see it working. I think it could just be an anchor thing. You can also go follow me over on Twitter at ComplicatedHost and you can also find us over on youtube with a with the channel of the same name so um we'd appreciate it if you went over there gave us a subscribe i liked a couple of videos and also if you want to hit that notification bell and get notified every time we drop a new video that would be great um we would really appreciate it uh 100 subscribers and we get a custom url really what we want and then um yeah also speaking of notifications uh you can also go over on to spotify and there's a little notification icon which you can click and get notified every time we drop a new episode over on spotify i'd just like to thank um my hosts co-hosts for today uh david and harry thank you both for joining me and um thank you all for joining us and listening to this episode and we will see you in the next one. Thank you and goodbye.